This is the Gore and Mole Podcast with your host, TJ Bowser, Chad Chrisman, and Wes Payne. The man behind the mask. The What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Gordmore Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me, as always, is your Dark Lord and Savior, Chad Chrisman. What up, everybody? And bringing in the pain, as always, is Wes, not Craven Payne. What's going on? And our very special guest, Deborah Voorhees from 13 Fanboy and Friday the 13th Part 5. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Before we get started with our segment, 13 with 13, I would like to play a message from our sponsors and then get started right into the first question. Gormore is brought to you in part by A New Kind of Fear Customs. Friday the 13th inspired custom gaming controllers, hockey masks, latex masks, and collectible statues. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at A New Kind of Fear Customs. Do you like photography, cosplay, and Friday the 13th? Then check out 13 Gallows Lane. You can find them on Facebook at Gallows Goes to Hell, on Instagram at 13 Gallows Lane, and on Patreon at Emily Helene. Warning, some content not safe for work. Okay, so Deborah. Yes. How did 13 Flan- Fanboy get started? Well, um, I was actually sitting down chatting with my uh, producing partner, Joel Paul Ryzik, and um we were talking about a couple of the projects we were working on and talking about, you know, what direction we wanted to go. And then, um, you know, what's it like at um, horror conventions? He was kind of curious. And I said, I always said, well, you know, it, it's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. Horror fans are really cool. Um, they're fun to hang out with and and such. And he said, well, has there ever been any like kind of like scary moments, something that made you uncomfortable? And I said, well, no, not really at um, a convention. However, I have had a couple incidences online that, um, you know, unnerved me. One was I had possibly a fan, I'm assuming a fan, but also just could have been somebody playing a practical joke or something. But several other members of Friday the 13th have said uh, something similar. So it could be the same person, but I get a message on Messenger saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you died in real life like you did in Friday the 13th? Oh, my. That's frightening. Oh, that's not wonderful. No, actually not. Um, Being brutally murdered is not on my list of to-do's in this life, as shocking as it (laughs) is. So that was very unnerving and really bothered me. person. And um, then um, that disturbed me more because I had a series of text messages from somebody. Clear they knew me from Friday the 13th, that they meant harm and um, that supposedly they were watching me at that moment. It a practical joke that really wasn't funny. I don't know. Was it a fan? I don't know. Um, uh, several messages from that person. And then um, I blocked that phone number. And um, then I didn't have any problems after that. But that one really unnerved me. And um, my my producing partner said, this is a movie. And I'm like, 
Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Scary real life. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> and I was looking for a horror film that uh, would be for the fans. And so many fans have been asking about having, you know, um, some of their favorite alum back in a film. And, and I, I literally had several sleepless nights, you know, pacing the floor or if I could really do it because it just felt too scary, too real. Um, you know, that's the great thing about Friday the 13th. It's not real. Yeah. They're the theater and um, you have some jump scares and, you know, you might clinch your seat and, but it's almost like a giggling kind of scare because you're, you know, you're perfectly safe. You know, there's not really this guy that's just been dug up from the grave kind of thing. And he's not really out there killing anybody, but a stalker, a fanboy, it's getting serious. That's real. And um, interestingly enough, once we decided on it, because after several days, I was just like, this scaring the hell out of me. And I know I can scare the hell out of other people with it. You know, it's exactly what fans have been asking. So, um, yeah. So we decided to move forward with it. And what was interesting, though, is talking to um, several Friday alum uh, now that casting the film and all of that. And I was really surprised how many had had very serious stalking issues. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would it, imagine you're not the only one. There's probably a lot of them that, you know. Yeah, a lot more serious. A lot more yeah. serious. Adrian King was stalked for years. Lars Lincoln was stalked for years. Aronson had a, a very scary incidences with a stalker. So so, yeah, it's um, would have thought it would have been more um, rare. OK, uh, Chad. Yeah. OK, uh, next question. Uh, how would you describe the writing process with your partner for the film? First thing that we did was we came up with a 30 page outline. And I'm talking about very detailed down to, you know, the very um of what was happening in every scene. Um, you know, you want to take a look at your plot line. You want to take a look at your character and your character arcs. An outline is a great way to go because you can see it very clearly and you can switch out other ideas very easily. We had that down. Then I ran with it and um, finished it with the dialogue and, um, you know, basically to get our full-length feature film. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was uh, very intense. The outline made it a thousand times easier. What very often happens is people write themselves into a box. They're writing along and writing along and writing along, and then they realize, ow, this plot line isn't working because of X, Y, and Z. It's not realistic. And now suddenly they got to go back to square one. Whereas with us, we could just pull out, um, you know, a basic, some basic concepts and then building blocks as opposed to having to restructure everything. Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, Wes? Yeah. Uh, what what basically inspired the uh, look of the killer in this movie? I wanted something that was truly frightening. Um, you know, the human skull 
is uh, something that frightens everybody because it's not a state any of us want to see ourselves in, mm-hmm. you know, a person's death. And um, so I got a hold of Marcio Charlie, who's a brilliant mask maker and special effects guy, Brazil, and gave him kind of a rough, sent him some images that I thought um, would make for a nice kind of idea. And then he basically, he took that um, image and stuff that I sent him and made it his own. And now it the, the mask is a full headpiece. Oh, it, it is. It's really quite frightening. It's um, full latex, looks brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, it's an intimidating that would be cool if after this movie, you know, they they could sell it and people could buy it or something. You know, that'd be pretty neat. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Well, for sure. I'm sure there'll be cosplays yeah. everywhere. Uh, yeah. Question number four. How did you get such a stark studded cast together? A lot of hard work. <laughs> I, w- I would no. think that would be the hardest part about all this is getting all these people to buy into this. It, it That's... And, and for some people, it, they heard the concept and they were immediately in. Mm-hmm. I bet. And for others, uh, you know, um, the idea was too frightening and um, didn't feel comfortable. So you actually had more people, like all the people that are in this, you actually, there's people that turned it down because there's others that you asked I and they actually turned it down, huh? Some of you probably know that Adrian King had a, a really bad problem with um, uh, a stalker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She and I, we originally talked about doing it and um, absolutely she wanted to work with me. But then when the script was finished, she it frightened her so much. I don't know how you did it because she doesn't really talk about what happened, mm-hmm. but she's it was so much like what actually happened to her that it's just a place she can't go. Ah, yeah. When I, when I saw she turned it down, that was my first thought is it's completely understandable. It's a little too personal for her. Right. Exactly. And, um, and she just, you know, uh, she's a lovely person and, you know, I'd like to work with her at some point, but as you know, we have Dee Wallace on board. Yes. Super thrilled to have her. Uh, she's just an absolute drummer. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, we couldn't be more thrilled about it. We really couldn't. Chad? Okay, question number five. What are some of the filming locations you're looking at right now? Right now, we're going to be shooting in New Mexico, Los Angeles. And um, also, we are going to need to shoot one scene or a couple scenes at a horror convention. And so we're trying to um, find one that will can meet all the needs that we have. I see. Uh, Are there any good leads on that so far? Anything you've kind of narrowed it down to? Because uh, I hear Pittsburgh is lovely this time of year. Or Monster Mania in August. <laughs> uh, when, um, where is Monster Mania? Uh, that is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. I, you know, I, um, I am definitely open to um, any of the conventions. I would, if all possible i would like to stay 
to, you know, California mm-hmm. and the Southwest only because the majority of our cast and stuff is located in those areas. Yes, you know, keep production costs uh, lower. So it makes it much easier for me. However, if a um, convention it would like, you know, the publicity and stuff, because we're going to be, you know, part of the deal with the convention is to you know, use their name. We'll be showing that it is at their convention. We want to shoot some uh, B-roll stuff during the actual convention. And then we would need to come in and shoot our scenes um, after everything kind of closes down, but while everything's still up. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll probably, um, I think we have about six people i'd have to go back and check for sure but i think we have six actors you know that are you know from horror and then we have a handful of extra parts um i mean like one line kind of things mm-hmm. and uh then some extra roles okay like our extra roles with fans mm-hmm. um as opposed to you know going um with people who do that or a profession because you know this is called fanboy and so i'm trying very hard to it as much as possible um i've opened it up to have um friday the 13th fans send in um music um artwork to go on walls because i've got like one um house where there's going to be um a lot of horror art on the wall it's going to be a you know a high-end home and so i need um, um looks really scary but also high end yes acrylic on canvas oil on canvas that sort of thing and i've gotten some really amazing stuff in fact i just um and i've also got a um a major rocker that hopefully i'll be able to announce very soon who's come on board he um people called me up and i have now talked with him he's thrilled we're thrilled um we couldn't be more excited about working with each other to be um, helping us with, um, you know, the popular music. We have a a composer who will be doing, you know, the frightening stuff. Yes. He's a master of um, composing for films. He has more than 600 under his belt and just freaking brilliant. The guy literally writes in his sleep. And then um, this gentleman, our rocker guy, is going to be providing a lot of our um, rock music and stuff. Awesome. Uh, Wes? We're trying hard. I'm, I've got uh, one piece that was unfinished from a fan that I've already picked, and I'm hoping to pick at least one, one maybe two songs clu- included in the film from fans. Excellent. That's so cool. Yeah, that's I'll awesome. Um, can we expect uh, – I got a question. Can we expect uh, full practical effects with a Savini-trained uh, Nora Hewitt on board, or what do you think about that? Um, zero CGI. Yes. Um, yes. Very important to me for several reasons. One, because it's important to the fans, and this is for the fans. No movie yes. uh, works if you don't have fans. You will die at the box office, and we don't want to die at the box office. We want to right. die in the out at the box office. (laughs) That's one thing that's very important to us is to give the fans what they really want. But it's also very important to me as an artist because 
Um, I just don't like the way CGI looks. To me, it doesn't look realistic. I always look at it and kind of scratch my head a little bit. It takes me out of the story. It does. The moves that I see a lot recently is where they do this thing where they slash people's throat and then there's like this waterfall, this thin waterfall that just comes down. And that wouldn't work like that. And it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. You just look where the arteries and everything are and you know it won't come out like that. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I... You know what I mean? And, and, and there's no texture to yes. it. And it looks flat. Yeah, it almost looks like video game-ish too. Like it's like... Yeah, it's it too, does. Too you know, it looks it just really too... Does. It just doesn't look real. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. And I, I just, um, I want this to look very realistic. Um, you know, we are a low budget indie, so, you know, we have to be careful with our budget and stuff, but that's a lot of what the, our Indiegogo campaign is going to be helping us with. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of things that you can do where you dress the actual actor as opposed to fully forming a corpse and, um, you know, we'll do some of that. We'll do it as much as our budget will allow. And the more money that we raise, the, you know, more we can do that. Yes. We're we're super thrilled with it. And we couldn't be uh, more thrilled to have Nora on board. I've had a few conversations with her at this point. And um, not only is she absolutely brilliant, she's a really nice person mm-hmm. and going to be fun to have on set. Uh, Chad and I are actually from the Pittsburgh area, and uh, we, oh. we get to see Savini a lot at our uh, local uh, Steel City convention. Nice. Yes, we're big fans of his work. Yeah, and he's a spectacular guy, too. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if somebody on the East Coast is really interested in because I do think that this film is going to do really well. We have a huge fan base that I think will really come out uh, for this fan for this film and um there's just tons of fans out there how these can help us make it happen at one of their conventions you know we're definitely open to that possibility next question would- uh, how was it working with and uh, never hike alone director and actor vincent desanti he's awesome um really brilliant um easy to have around on set very helpful um, you know, I ran into a situation where, uh, for some limitations on our set where I had to change some shots super fast and it was while he was, um, for what he was doing. And I just went to him and I said, Vincent, this isn't the shots I had planned aren't going to work. Here's my problem. And within 10 minutes, he and I got together and came up with some new shot plans and, you know, he was completely flexible and, um, like I said, very easygoing. I, I really respect him. I mean, Never Hike Alone, uh, it may be a fan film, but it looks every bit um, like a major Hollywood film. That's for damn sure. <laughs> and and Andrew Laity, um, as you may know, he's in our film as well. Mm-hmm. He's... Um, Kelsey, she's what I call my our monster killer, and he um, is her boyfriend and um, brilliant performer. Easy on the eyes. <laughs> to say, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm super thrilled about working with them again and having them back on set again. 
All right, cool. Now, in what ways do you plan on paying homage to the Friday the 13th franchise in this film? There's a lot of little Easter eggs that um, the fans will find throughout and um, really have fun with. Yeah, I think they're going to um, really enjoy it. We're putting little twists and little changes and things. I mean, because this is a combination horror thriller. Mm -hmm. It's very different than Friday the 13th, but it has um, a lot of the things that the fans love. For example... That's um, a big thing for the fans, the the horror kills. But this is very, this is much more realistic because it's something that can actually happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's also a bit of a murder mystery too. So we've got horror, thriller, and murder mystery in one because you really don't know who the killer is until the very end. It's a me- it's, it's a meta slasher who done it. And uh, I think if you look at uh, the movies, uh, Cape Fear and Hush. Love that movie, Cape Fear. Oh, I do too. They're both brilliant. And it's one of my all-time favorites. You put that in with horror kills. And that's, that's what we're shooting for. That edge of your seat. Oh, shit. What's about to happen? Uh-huh. So can we... Can we expect any uh, little dark comedy bits in here, or is this going to be full up, straight on horror thriller? There definitely is some levity in it for, you know, like any good, whether it's a drama or horror or thriller or whatever it is, there's moments that kind of break that tension up and make you laugh. For the most part, yes, it is definitely um, edge of your seat thriller, but um, yeah, we do have a few little things in there. We'll chuckle. Uh, Wes. Yep. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys had, uh, you guys had reached hundred, 111% of your total goal. How will the bigger budget benefit the film's <laughs> overall quality? Um, it's actually more than that. It's kind of an interesting, I found out that once you meet your goal, then they know they don't keep adding it up anymore. Oh, so, Mm. No, but yeah. Um, so it's a set amount you pay, like kind of almost have to pay, and then it doesn't. Well, like, what it is is that, um, and I'd have to do the math to figure out what the actual percentage is right now. But we were trying to raise fifty k, and we're at fifty seven k. I'm sorry, fifty seven sixty seven k. Oh, wow! So. Um, we're we're really thrilled about that. Um, you know, of course, we have investors too. We can't make this movie on that. You know, if we were doing it in a slasher kind of way with um, without you know these known horror icons, can make anything happen for a very tiny budget in the horror world. Mm-hmm. But um, with the people we have on board and stuff, we have to have investors too. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so getting off of 13 fanboy more on uh, Friday the 13th, what's your favorite memory from filming part five? The part that I found the funniest was, um, at lunchtime, <laughs> uh, good chuckle. Cause you're going through, you know, the lunch line and, you know, there's, um, you know, Dominic carrying his arm <laughs> and Ron Sloan has his head and <laughs> and stuff on them and, trying to eat, you know, like that. I, I just found that to be pretty darn funny. 
Chuck? All right, so who is your favorite final girl from the Friday the 13th franchise? Tough for me to pick, but um, I would have to say um, Adrian King is among my favorites. Um, you know, she part of, because it's the first one, mm-hmm. you know, she helped um, set that standard and um, she has a real, um, you know, kindness of, about her very likable well as a human being in real life and also on the screen. And um, but I also love Amy Steele and Lar Lincoln, and both of them are terrific people. I haven't had the opportunity to um, meet everybody, but um, but yeah, there's some really great people. I I find something interesting is uh, just how nice um, or people in horror are. Yes, um, and I had someone tell me it was a fan, and he said. You know, he goes to a lot of conventions, so horror conventions, but also like the um, superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know, he'll go and get be getting autographs and stuff from like superheroes and stuff. And he said are not as friendly. And there here's this guy, you know, who slaughters people and he'll be sitting there with this big giant smile and be just as friendly and as down to earth as possible. And I don't know what it is about um, horror fans and those who work in horror, but Earth. I guess maybe it has to do that with how clear we are that we're just having fun, that this is just a playground and we're all in the sand pile together and, you know, let's have a good time. I'm not sure what it is, but something really nice about that. The horror community definitely seems to be like this nice brother slash sisterhood of everybody just basically getting along and being real easygoing. The ones that I've met, they've all been really super nice, too. Right. I think it has a lot to do, too, with people growing up seeing these movies. You know, when I was, you know, uh, eight, nine, ten years old, I probably shouldn't have been watching them. But I would (laughs) go over to my buddy's house. You know, we'd have a sleepover. We'd watch these movies. And you kind of grow up with these movies. And I think it has a lot to do with it's just something that always, like, is near near and dear to your heart once you attach to these movies. You know what I mean? So I think that helps out a lot how people are. I, I think that's probably right. Um, you know, it, it it is interesting to see the reality of who the horror fan is versus what people think the reality of a horror fan is. Mm-hmm. And according to some people, you would be a demented psycho killer. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what people think of me. So, I mean, that's just... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got. If you go downstairs to my basement, you'd, you'd probably turn me into the FBI because I got all these, you know, heads and hanging on the walls, you know, Freddy gloves and all this crap. But you know, and to the normal person that comes down there, Dad, they're like, uh, okay, I'm afraid to like when I have like a plumber come downstairs or, or I have a plumber in my house, I'm afraid to like get him downstairs because I'm like wondering, like, oh my god, this guy's gonna think I'm like some kind of killer. So, you know. So have you ever had anybody back out of your place? <laughs> I haven't had that uh, yet, but they, they usually just, there's a couple of times where they, there's a couple of times where they actually were like, Oh, this is pretty cool. But there's a couple of times that they just looked around and just kept walking and really, <laughs> you know, look at me or anything. Yeah. Uh, West so. segue. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Um, what is your favorite? What is your favorite Jason Voorhees kill that? Well, honestly, I mean, um, it'd have to be down to two. I hate to say it, but both mine and Eddie's. <laughs> yours was awesome. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, yours, for a lot of people that like, are funny with the, the five film because they always say, oh, not the real Jason. I don't like it. They base it a lot of the stuff off that. But if you really watch that film, 
it has a lot of cool kills and and it is a brutal it out of all the jasons it is just i think it's almost more the the most brutal film out of all with the kills and i i agree with you i think yours is that's a brutal kill i mean it's right. uh, you think about that or, or, or the one where he twists the who was that where he twists the it's in five but he that's the belt that's i don't know Eddie, what guy he was the belt kill that's around the, the, around Eddie. the that was my oh. boyfriend yeah right awful i mean it's just like you know it, it's some brutal kills in that movie you know but yeah right. yours i agree with you deb it's interesting. I find it um, a bit confusing when somebody um, cites it as an as a problem because it is actually um, goes back to the original film because we have that psycho parent lashing out irrationally at everybody around. Right. That's Asia. true. And so, in in actuality, it is very much in line with the original other ones is actually they're the ones that deviated from they the original. deviate from the original correct okay yeah no you're right okay wait before before i just want to tie in a question if i could real quick yes. uh so your scene your death scene was the first scene that was actually filmed in the movie right not in the whole movie oh, but for the- me it was oh, okay the, the day that uh, the the um the first day I was on set, we did the full um, the love scene and the kill scene. So was that? Uh, did you feel a little bit intimidated, or was it kind of like you know just get the worst part over with first, and then just kind of coast through the rest of it? It was really smart on Danny's part to do it first because okay. um, it is intimidating. Um, you know, let's be realistic here. Um, I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I'm naked. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't have done that scene. I'm going to be honest then, with you. <laughs> not only that, but then uh, partway through the day, I'm also blind. I can't see. And I like that for a very long time. Huh. Blood is seeping in my eyes. It hurts. Um, Danny, I couldn't have asked for um, somebody kinder to... Um, handle the situation uh-huh. it was very careful once i had the mask on my face and i couldn't see anymore he made sure that he was the one that came to the makeup trailer and he made sure that he led me and kept his arm on me so it wasn't just like the stranger walking up and yeah without me knowing who it was i knew his voice and you know he uh I didn't fall or trip over anything and you know and then and everything was being shot for both um, a TV version and the R-rated version mm-hmm. and so that took a lot of time and then it's three hours in the makeup chair getting ready Wow! and then um, a very long time and maybe the, the part once the blood got in my eyes maybe it wasn't as long as it seemed, but it seemed that was a good couple hours, a little bit more. And, and if I'm wrong on that, it's only because it felt that long. <laughs> <laughs> so 13th and final question, who's your favorite Jason and why? That's really tough because um, so many, they, they have some really great characteristics um, each one of them and I'm I'm gonna jump out of the box and go with more than just the um Jason but the actual 
was a killer in it. Okay. I thought Pamela Voorhees, that twist was brilliant. Okay. The mother, she was a psycho Mm -hmm. going after and uh, what she perceived as the people who harmed her, her child, even though they really didn't. Um, I like that storyline. I like the way that she did it. Um, that performance. Um, as far as those who played actual Jason, um, you know, I love CJ's interpretation of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did a terrific job. Um, I also like Derek Mears. I, yes. you know, it was a very aggressive, fast moving. And honestly, I was like, okay, now that guy coming after me, that guy scares me. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the other ones I felt like I could outrun. <laughs> yeah, they got slower and slower as the movies went. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And and then, of course, you know, who doesn't love King Hodder? You know, he's um, a beautiful job, you know. And then, uh, you know, if we're going to go into, I love Vincent's, DeSante's version and his um, Never Hike Alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you, when that, that man, he's just as friendly as can be, but he puts on that killer mask and goes into that mode and the movie set, he he gave me um, a few chills. <laughs> I bet. Oh, shit. I don't want him chasing me. I don't want any of them so. chasing me. Slow or fast. I don't want any yeah. of them chasing me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you. I'm just going to sit in the movie theater. Yeah. But, I mean, he couldn't be a nicer person. And, um, you know, he, for our Indiegogo campaign that we shot, and it doesn't, that has nothing to do with the film. It is just a campaign video. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, we have that underwater scene and stuff and I couldn't have asked for anybody better. Um, Kelsey, or, um, who plays Kaylee Greenbrower is playing our lead role of Kelsey. And she was playing the lead role in, um, our Indiegogo campaign as well. And, uh, there's an underwater scene with her and we did that at a pool and, um, to make it realistic, you know, he's holding her down underwater and there's this struggle and things going on and um, asked for a better stuntman because, you know, he immediately, without any prodding from me at all, he gave her a signal. Squeeze my arm like this when you need to be let up. And um, they had a real nice system that went very quickly. Um, you know, um, both of them were very, very professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was really nice working with them. Awesome, awesome. Yes, uh, that is that is all the questions we have for you, Deb. Thank you for coming on uh, Gormore. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you taking time to give such thoughtful um, questions. Yes. Uh, Chad and I are actually both backers uh, in your project. Uh, yes. We've been a, a, a big backer since day one, since you guys announced it. It's, we're very excited for the project and we are more than happy and honored to have you on this ep- uh, on this show. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank I really you very much. Thank you. Uh, well, that's all for today. That's TJ signing off. This is Chad signing off. And Wes, see ya. And Deb. Guys, well, thank you. It was a pleasure. Well, the pleasure is all ours. Thank you so very much for yep. coming on.
The first time I saw you was on the screen at Sebastian's house. Back then you were so much older than me, but now you're a child. Oh, I was wondering why you got naked when that boy started kissing you. I was disgusted, yet oddly excited The feeling was completely new Ooh. It made you laugh when he kissed your breast I didn't get the joke He got up a few moments later And left you all alone as you lay there in the forest, I picture myself lying right next to you You fell asleep, someone approached, I think it was your friend returning to you You didn't have any time to move Said and watched as he murdered you. I thought it was safe. We wanted to play your brother. We should leave now. We were led astray. The pastor would say, Yo, your sin shall find you out. of it all Your body lay motionless and your face was covered in blood And then your boyfriend came back looking for you I started shaking cause I knew We tried the warning but he couldn't hear us Through the screen oh what could we do Dark, it was almost blue I thought it was safe We wanted to play Oh brother, we should leave now We were led astray The pastor would say Oh, your sin shall find you out And as we made
I fell in love as he murdered you. 